welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin Ollie Hunter coming live from Stamford Stadium in the Southern Bay area. I'm really cold. It was much warmer and nicer in the press box, Ollie. It was much warmer and nicer, but uh, I bought myself a hat and a Christian McCaffrey jersey. <laughs> you look like the most ridiculously overly decked out person. I Considering really that there's about 10,000 people in this 50,000 seater stadium tonight, you all look like the biggest fanboy of all. <laughs> I'm up there, I'm right up there. However, I'm gladly I'm not the worst person in this stadium. And that happens to be the mascot, which is a, probably the worst mascot I have ever seen. It's He's worse than the boiler. Is, it, is, it <laughs> is he worse than... Is he worse than the Frozone and Mr. Incredible who are wacky and in amongst the bands? No, they're great in comparison. The mascot for Stanford Cardinal, not Cardinal, it's the Cardinal. Fear the tree. It's the tree. It's just a man dressed as a tree with a top hat on. What? Amazing. But still, there's an atmosphere going. Stanford are 34-14 up on Oregon State. It's the first game of our tour. Tomorrow night, we're going to be at Chargers at Raiders at the Oco. And then on Monday night... We go down to Levi's for 49ers Giants. Yep, we love to go to the very best games on the Gridiron Tour in association with Touchdown Trips. Uh, coming up on this show, uh, basically, we're going to hear briefly from Matt Sherry, who, with the other guys, was at Steelers uh, Panthers on Thursday night. A statement win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, they ran riot over the Panthers defense, who just had no answer. The only saving grace, I guess, for the Panthers was that Christian McCaffrey, uh, who's a hero in these parts, um, he scored three touchdowns, had a great day in fantasy. Yeah, but if me. you score three touchdowns and lose by 31 points as a running back, you've got to be pretty angry about the world. You have to be abs- absolutely livid. I have a feeling, had they won, and this wasn't an evening game and there were more tickets sold, I reckon he'd probably be here. Yeah, that's probably a good shout. Yeah, but as it is, they, they were smashed probably back in... The, uh, in the facility having to look over what they did wrong Sunday and Monday and that doesn't mean he who must not be named uh, someone just said he we, yeah, we need to discuss two things firstly go on we discuss Nick who's yeah. one of the guys on the tour who is wearing it's, it's got to be what like one degree out here and he is one wearing... degree <laughs> what are you talking about it's like you, 10 degrees you absolute cloud <laughs> and he is wearing shorts it's, it's a terrible choice yeah. and also can we talk about the coolest dressed person in this entire stadium Me. no it's not you <laughs> it's the kid four rows in front of us who's wearing a bucket hat sunglasses at 8 o'clock at night and a gilet as if it was from Back to the Future like a bright red one that's the coolest person in the whole stadium and he's probably be about, about 6-7 years old if that <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's loving life. It's cool AF. He is cool AF. Right. And we're going to preview the weekend's games. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a brief one. Yeah, yeah. 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 How are we doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Gridiron Show. Which you're getting asked if we're doing a podcast by some locals. Uh, that was great. <laughs> I think stunned that we're British more than anything else. <laughs> now we're getting stared <laughs> out by the kid who's wearing, he's wearing a Michigan hoodie. <laughs> what a guy. That's the, that's the coolest person in the entire stadium, that kid That's there. amazing. <laughs> he literally just stared us down. That was glorious. That was great. Oh, wonderful. Wow. We're never going to get through this. This is going to be an absolute mess. But we've, we've got to put something out because later in the show we need to bring you uh, one from Red Zone Sports Bet, talking you through the weekend's games on TV so that's coming up for you shortly firstly let's hear from Matt Sherry hot chocolate, <laughs> hot chocolate you say uh, we're going to get a hot chocolate while you listen to Matt Sherry talk about Panther Steelers 
Coming at you, Will, from rural Ohio. Dry. It's 2 2.20am in the morning. We've got a, an eerie setting and a, and a, a fairly a fairly horror movie looking pickup truck in front of us but we soldier on and we head to the Pro Football Hall of Fame having witnessed a, a, an absolute blowout for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday Night Football it was a it was a game that we thought was going to be close and we thought was going to be an awesome game after the first drive which the Carolina Panthers took straight down the field got up 7-0 the natives weren't happy we watched that one outside in the stadium and, and fair to say they were restless at that point but you know the home team within 13 seconds of game action had, had taken a 14-7 lead incredibly I mean first offensive play for the Steelers a 75 yard touchdown pass to Juju Smith-Schuster and then on the ensuing driver a, a Cam Newton pick six with one of the worst players truly of his of his career it was it was a dreadful throw from Cam and, and really the turning point of the game from that point on the the Steelers really dominated and, and the victory was theirs put a put a 50 burger on Carolina and you have to think Pittsburgh are rolling now I mean they got the big divisional win against Baltimore on Sunday and and the Steelers just seem we the chatting with the lads after the game we were saying we think the Steelers are right in that mix now with Kansas City and New England as the as the teams to beat in the AFC and, and I think they've shown that and it's going to be fascinating to see how the next few days play out in Pittsburgh because Le'Veon Bell is back in the city but is he going to be back on the team and and you wonder whether does Le'Veon Bell coming back into that locker room upset the mix that they've created there because this, this Steelers team looks more disciplined the defence has grown by the week Liam spoke to TJ Watt a little after the game and he's he's been really impressive this year in his second season and you got a you got a vibe around the Steelers that they feel like they're really rolling now new offensive coordinator that scheme's starting to work we saw Todd Haley hold them back for for several years and we know he's out in Cleveland now so yeah I mean it, it was a great night for the Steelers dreadful one for for the Panthers who I mean, you, you have to think their divisional hopes were really hurt by that tonight. The Saints are, are absolutely rolling in that division, and, and it might be that the Panthers are playing for a for a wild card spot now. But yeah, it was a great night for Pittsburgh, and 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 really sets off the the NFL weekend nicely with um, one of the dominant powerhouse teams putting together a great performance. Enjoy the trip, fellas, and we will check in soon. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Quite excited. I thought we were going to get a long touchdown because because what this game needed was Stanford to go further than 20 points already ahead with still a minute 20 left to go in the second quarter. Uh, this is going to be an absolute blowout. The tight end, by the way. I wish I still had my... Uh, uh, Colby. I've got it here. I've got it here. Colby something. It's going to happen. I'm going to actually bring it to you live. <laughs> I'm going to look at the right team first. And it's a Colby Parkinson. Four, Parkinson. four touchdowns on the day already. Four. He's six foot seven, and Ollie is convinced he's NFL ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with recency bias or the fact that we are watching him destroy OSU. Um, it's not Ohio State, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Right. Thank you, Matthew Sherry. Thank you, Simon Clancy. Well, it's just Matthew Sherry. Simon Clancy was too busy being salty wearing a giant scarf somewhere and being angry about us commenting on it. Uh, <laughs> it's a giant scarf. So go to, go to uh, the Gridiron Instagram. Gridiron. Yeah. And uh, enjoy it because it's well worth a look. Uh, right. Let's, so let's talk about these games this weekend. I'd say let's talk about the, 
games that we're starting with, but let's uh, let's let's talk first about the the six o'clock games or the ten a.m. games, as it is where we are I still now. Can't get over that. <laughs> what kind of, you, you can't go over time difference. <laughs> no, you've no. left. Yeah, you've left the country before, right? Yeah, I know, but the fact that there we've are, been to this city together before. Yeah, but not during in the NFL regular season. So it's blowing my mind that there are games at ten a.m. It's great. Yeah, it's a glorious thing. Uh, now, <laughs> the problem is, is the, the the rank of six games this weekend isn't the strongest slate we've seen in a while. There is one good game. Go on then. What do you think is the no two? Game? There are two good. No three. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half. I mean, that's a half. real stretch. I see one good game. New Orleans are at Cincinnati. Yeah, New Orleans at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati are a weird one. Yeah, they are five and two, but I really don't think that they are indicative of a proper five and two. They don't look. Oh, six and two. Five and three. They're five and three. Yeah, they don't look like a five and three team by any stretch of imagination. Based on yards allowed, they're the worst defense in the NFL. And they've got to go up against the New Orleans Saints and all of those weapons, minus Des Bryant and his Achilles injury. Ah, uh, gutting, of course. That. That's uh, really gutting, man. I mean, it's gutting for Des Bryant and maybe for the New Orleans Saints. For those of us who are never enamoured by the man, I'm not sure it's that gutting. Well, no, but you never want to see someone get hurt just when they've made a return to football. I, you don't want to see that. You wouldn't wish injury on anyone. I think the Saints are going to go there and, and batter them. I really, really do. Coming off the back of winning at the Rams. I know that they are a proper attritional team, the Cincinnati Bengals, but I honestly think they're going to go there and absolutely hammer them. I don't see any other outcome. Oh, I think this is going to be a close game, but the Saints have such momentum at the moment. They've won every game away. Drew Brees has won every game outside. Uh, which I know he had a, 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 not the best game against the New York Giants, but they still won. I think it's going to be a closer game, though. And But I'll take the Saints. I'll take the Saints. Right. Let's talk about uh, Bill's Jets. Because, <laughs> oh, this is the matchup, the QB matchup to end. That we've all been waiting for. All QB matchups. Have you lot seen who's starting at quarterback in the Bill's Jets game? Matt Barkley against Josh McCown. How do we feel about Great that? Work, Nick. This is the greatest... Uh, yeah, there you go. See, Richard Richardson has told us that that's not called talent. Richard Madden, who has an actual John Madden in his family, and didn't tell us that when we first met him. And I didn't remember his name for like five days. Amazing. Uh, I don't want to talk about that game. I think the Bills go there and win. Well, really? I think the Jets win. Well, there you go. That's talk about that game. That's our analysis that's that of that. Covered. Uh, Washington head to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. I mean, actually, in terms of record, this isn't a terrible game on uh, yeah. on paper. But I take it back. This is a pretty good game. No, Although Washington, <laughs> Washington's defense has, is so banged up right now, and their offensive lines a mess. Uh, offensive lines a mess. They can't get Jordan Reed the ball. Alex Smith is uh, is a, the most average middling quarterback in the entire league. I think league. that's being kind. And I think they're going to win in Tampa Bay. No, <laughs> I believe said. I believe in whoa, 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 it's magic, you know. I'm glad you sung that over this tripe. Well, it's got Dreadful. the kids dancing on the screen, so that's yeah, the main that's, thing. That's 33 seconds left in the second quarter, still 34-14. Why has that kid come to here with a, with a Seahawks jersey on? The one that's... Oh, he's tying his shoelace. I thought he was crying. He also uh, just gobbed right right oh, in front of him. Oh. Oh, it's because it's a Doug Baldwin jersey. Oh. Stanford alumni Makes Doug sense. Baldwin. Yeah, okay, There cool. you go. See? We figured it out. We are both the brains and the brawn of this operation. Look, uh, Washington are an interesting team because... You know how um, when we did the Jags game at Wembley? Yep. 
two weeks ago now. You remember how we were astounded that there hadn't been a single lead change in a Jags game before that game? Yeah. There still hasn't been a single lead change in a Washington game this season. Oh, that's a tipped pick, and it has been returned, and he could have gone all the way then. Oregon State with a chance to, to close this down to a 13-point game going in the half now. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there is a chance. They've got 20 seconds to do something. Yeah, They're at their own 13. No, the uh, Stanford 39. I, I believe. I if believe they do something, happen. you'll hear it first. So there is right here <laughs> on the Gridiron Show. <laughs> on this podcast that you're maybe listening to on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, Washington haven't had a single lead change in a game yet this season. That's only happened uh, a handful of times in NFL history. And it's never been more than 10 games that's happened for. So you do feel like if they can go to Tampa Bay and get a lead, that they know how to grind that out. Yeah. And you look at the Adrian Peterson stats for games that they've led in versus games that they've been behind in. And the games that they've led, they have been dominant on the ground. In the games they've lost in, where the ball has gone into Alex Smith's hand, they've been dreadful. Yeah, and also Adrian Peterson sometimes hasn't got going. So that's when they're really, really hamstrung. I like the Buccaneers in this. As, a, as I sang earlier, Fitzmagic is back with all of those weapons around him. And OJ Howard is now stepping up to, be, to being the guy that we all thought he would be when he was first drafted. Coming out of, was it Florida State? I think he was, I think he was uh, So um, uh, the Bucks with the pirate ship in their building, I believe that, that they will beat the Washington Football Club. The Cardinals go to the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs win. Chiefs win, Chiefs win big. Um, we've discovered on this tour that a lot of people don't like Josh Rosen. And really? I haven't discovered that. Oh, I've spoken to a lot of people here. As a person, they don't like him. Not as a QB, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm not suggesting he's in any way likable, but I just didn't know that people, no, people actively people told you they didn't they, like him. They can't warm to him. Um, All right. I'm good with that. Right, there's a third down. So now the guys behind us are going to make a load of noise. 11 seconds left in the half and they're taking a timeout so we can carry on the Jacksonville Jaguars go to the Indianapolis Colts uh, the Jags at 3-5 and five, the Colts at 3-5 and five. who would have seen that this is last chance saloon ago. absolutely last chance saloon for Blake Balls for Doug Marone for that Jags defence to prove themselves and the Colts are a team in the ascendancy. The defense looks much, much better. Uh, the front seven is holding teams. Andrew Luck, after, remember when Jacoby Brissett threw that, uh, through the Hail Mary? Yeah. And we were all like, oh, that's it, Andrew Luck's done. No, He's we basically weren't. been superb in the next four games. Since then. We weren't all like that. I don't that. mean Andrew Luck's done, but I mean, people were talking about his arm strength. There were a lot of people yeah. questioning whether he could still throw it along. I, I wasn't one of those, but... No need I, to show off, Ollie. Well, I'm, I'm just, you were trying to put words in my mouth, and I didn't like it. Uh, a bit like you were trying to put uh, chocolate clairs in my mouth earlier. <laughs> Did not like it. I don't remember that. Um, oh, nice yeah, yeah, caught it. Uh, have they called a timeout? They have. Five seconds I know there's left. different rules in college, Down isn't there? The, 21, 22. the clock stops until they get there. Yeah, well, they've still called a timeout. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but uh, the Colts, I think, have been unlucky in quite a few games. They've played hard in quite a few games that they've lost as well I think they'll win uh, I'm not, I don't think it's going to be a dominant performance but I think they'll get the victory against the Jags because the Jags there's something not quite right with what's going on within that Jacksonville Jaguars organisation Leonard Fournette I'm not sure whether he's been managed properly or whether he um, 
whether his injury is as serious as it as it potentially should be. Sorry, that that kid in front of us is now flossing, but he's flossing in a way that makes flossing look cool, which it, I didn't think was possible, but apparently it is. Are they settling for the field goal? Yeah, they're down by twenty points. Five seconds left. First down on the twenty-two. Take one shot at the end zone. Just get the ball out quick. Oh, unbelievable! I'm livid with this decision. <laughs> Apologies for any language you might have heard, but that was a field goal to take us to the half. 34-17 Stamford. Sorry, you were saying. Colts, the Colts are the better team in this game. Colts are the better team, and I that's amazing. Them to win. They're not the yeah. most, they've not got the more talent, but they're better coached. Frank Reich is doing a really good job. They're clearly not the better talented team, um, but I'm going to go for a Jags on the road. Oh, okay. I think with the week yeah. off, with a week to get healthy. I, th- I just think that desperate. I, I, I think there is a real, it's a real thing about teams who are in desperation, who need. Sure, sure. So I'm going to say it. I think the Jags win. And I don't think the Colts have been in desperation. Whatever they do is a bit of a bonus. I also like that we're going against each other as well. I also like that Josh asked who that was when I sent you the the picture of you in the Christian McCaffrey jersey who, who and was? hat. Josh Peacock of Gridiron fame asked who you were. Simon Clancy just arrived with Timmy with Ollie. Uh, He's an absolute clown. He is an absolute clown. Clan, uh, not Clancy, but Josh. Uh, the Lions go to the Chicago Bears, which on paper, with the records involved and the NFC North and, and everything else in that, you look at it and you think, yeah, this is, this is a, a good game on paper. The Lions have not been good in recent weeks. Kerryon Johnson has been a rare bright spark in an offence where Matthew Stafford is holding the ball for too long. The offensive line that looked so strong in the first four or five weeks, like a completely improved unit, yep. has now fallen back off a cliff. The defence, outside of maybe Darius Slay, who's had a few good games, really haven't impressed. Their linebacking core might be one of the worst in the NFL, considering they've invested high picks in there and the likes of Jared Davis as well. Um, and the Chicago Bears coming to this game, having just given Khalil Mack two games off and winning them back-to-back. I think uh, you know what direction I'm going with this. Lions win. And I agree with you. <laughs> uh, the, oh, what? The Lions win. I clearly wasn't listening in any way. And I agree with you that the Chicago Bears will win. The Bears will win this. Easy. Right, now the guy on the mic's talking really loud, so we might have to wait. Yeah. Let's take a break. Come back. While some guy is doing some... Field goal Field test. goal competition... He's hitting, the, he's hitting one from, they're, they're what, from what, 20, 25 and 30? Yeah. I guess if he nails all of them, I don't know, he gets his tuition paid or something? Come on, Andy. First one. Oh, a kick is good. I thought I was going to go wide left at first. Okay. Did pretty well there. Oh, he's got terrible hair, though. He's got a ponytail through the back oh, of a cap. That's that a is bad dread- choice. When you've got hair, to do something like that with it right. is a disgrace. He got a prize pack. Now for the second ball. He will get a signed ball, signed by the entire team, apparently. That's a lot of signatures. He's through. He's put his leg through. It's gone left again, but it's through again. He's kind of scooping these kicks. His technique is dreadful. Truly dreadful. He looks a bit like Matt Sherry trying to kick it. (laughs) Right, here we go. Season tickets for 2019 on the line. It's a 30-yard field goal. He's taken three steps back. Two to the left. It looks like he's been practicing this. Stands square onto the ball. Comes right. Oh, and he's absolutely wanged it. He has completely. That was legitimately dreadful. Legitimately dreadful. How great's the tour been so far? We've only been here for 24, maybe 30 hours. We've been out. 
We had a great night out last night. Great went night. to some very odd bars. Uh, got very drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will went from the most excitable person on the planet in about five minutes to falling asleep in the bar. It was. Um, I've not seen anything like it ever. I've never hit a wall quicker in my life. So <laughs> I was like, right, let's go. So, yeah. I'm really glad you did that as well because I might have tried to stick around. I'm really glad I didn't. I was me, a mess. Me and Gurney were just... We were so tired. Oh, just so tired. So tired. But again, a great group. The people have come back. So many people have come back from last year. All really sound. And then the new additions have been fantastic. Like, everyone's really interacting well. Only about 15 of the, of the group have come to the Stanford game. But everyone's going to the NFL games. It's been wonderful. Right. The marching band are now out. Which means we're definitely going to have to stop and take a break during this. Yeah, look um, how many of them are dressed up. Look how look, it's frozen. This was incredible. There's the terrible oh, tree. Stupid. Get off! It looks Get like off, a, tree. it looks like an awful Mighty Boosh character. Get out, tree. <laughs> oh, God, I hate I hate that tree. <laughs> right, we're going to take a break while the marching band go. Yeah, you suck, tree. And then we are going to come back and look forward to the rest of the games and get the latest odds with the guys from Red Zone Sports. Not bet. The situation in the Pacific is worse than reported. The Japanese are planning something big. What's the target? Midway. From the director of Independence Day. A couple dozen planes against all Japanese fleet. We got the order to launch. Discover the incredible true story. Today we're going to be underdogs. Of the World War II battle. Good luck, boys. Fire! Midway. Download and keep now. Right, so the marching band are done. Uh, you're back with the Gridiron Show, by the way. Uh, the marching band are done. Still to come, we'll preview all of the late games, including the games we're going to. I really uh, hate that tree. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, honestly, that marching band was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Why did we stop for that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, the music they're playing in stadium is so much louder. And now the tree is up on the screens advertising recycling. How much are you hating it? Like it looks, someone pointed out, it looks like a man covered in uh, covered in air fresheners. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Ollie literally spent the entire of half time shouting "boo you tree" while children around him looked sad. <laughs> Get off tree! Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a terrible. Sorry. Man. <laughs> oh, Where were we? Weird. I'm really cold. What? Where were we with the games? Well, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Here we go. Why did right. you say I'm really cold? <laughs> bears. Bears. We, we, we bears, did the bears. Yeah, we yeah. picked the bears. Right. Patriots and Titans heading to the south. I mean, at this point, I don't think the Patriots are going to lose another game this season. After the way they steamrolled you in the fourth quarter, just put their foot on your neck and crushed the Green Bay Packers' windpipe. It was... An utter mauling in the fourth quarter. And it was the fact that, thanks to coaching, they knew they didn't have a good enough offense. They knew they had the, the, the less talented team. And yet they brought out every trick player in the book. And, and then you compare it to the Titans, who, from a play-calling perspective, consistently get way too conservative in the red zone. Consistently just don't put enough points on the board. Just I just think the Patriots are going to go in there and beat them. I hope that they don't because I think it makes the AFC more interesting if they're not at home in the playoffs. But I think the Super Bowl goes through Foxborough. There's an awful lot that I agree with there. Do you know what? Probably everything. But from <laughs> a Titans Ollie. perspective, 
what they did to to the Cowboys. Okay, it's the Cowboys offense, which isn't great. But the Cowboys defense has been pretty good this season. And Marcus Mariota looks really, really good. And they were doing some interesting things, different different looks, different ways of playing. I am... Um, I quite like the Titans in this, and I think it's going to be quite close. I'm going to go the Patriots, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Titans shot them, because I think the Titans are on a little bit of a roll. So I'm going Patriots, but have a look out for them Titans. Dem Titans. The Atlanta Falcons off that 38-14 win in Washington last week faced the Cleveland Browns side who were... They didn't get mauled by Kansas City. The quality difference really showed between the two teams. But actually, like for as much as Greg Williams is a terrible human being, at least uh, as a team they looked a bit more organised. At least as a team they weren't making stupid play-calling uh, play decisions. At least they weren't throwing th- games away. They were just outclassed by a much better team. I kind of expect the same to happen against the Falcons, who are... Looking much healthier, got up to four and four. Are going to feel better about the fact that the Panthers got thrashed in midweek. That really opens up the, the opportunity for them to slip into one of those wild card spots. Also helps your Patriot, your Patriots, your Packers, buddy, in a big, big way. Um, but I just, think, yeah, I, I think the Browns again. It will be another, another loss where they've been, um, you know, an admirable loss. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they're playing hard. That's something that you could potentially say former Cleveland Browns teams didn't do, especially last season, the season before that as well. I um, I I like the Falcons in this game. Matt Ryan was really, really good last week, really good. And with Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith in the backfield as well, finally getting Julio Ito. Jones the the ball in the touch in, in in the end zone, finally getting a touchdown. I think the Falcons will be far too strong. I think it could be a 15 or so, maybe a 15, hey, 15 20 point or so um, victory. We just got a photo taken of us by Connor off the tour while we're sat here doing a freezing cold podcast. The teams are back out for the second half, by the way. Still 34-17 to the Cardinals. You know, people want these live updates, Ollie. They're desperate for it. Um, I tweeted about the, um, the, the quarterback matchup in the uh, Bills-Jets game. And uh, Andy came back on Twitter, who I like Andy a lot, at Andy Gilder, uh, said, um, I'd say there are more tier one quarterbacks in the league right now than any time since he started watching in the early 80s. He lists Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Ryan, Rivers, Goff and Roethlisberger. Interesting that Goff's in there. I mean, he's doing the Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, MVP level numbers this season. But I think you can also add Russell Wilson into that. Andrew yep. Luck, yep. Deshaun Watson, 100%. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, come on, of course. Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Carson Wentz. Kirk think- Cousins. Mm. Cousins hasn't been good the last two, three weeks. That's 13 teams. Plus, if you throw in someone like Matt Stafford, who's clearly a franchise quarterback. Yep, yep. And then you, th- even if he's not been brilliant this year. And then you also throw in the rookies. And then you- like you're Ryan Fitzmagic about- as well. <laughs> the number of teams who already know their. They're like have their starting quarterback. They look like a good starting quarterback, and the number of tier one starting quarterbacks I think is at twelve, maybe even thirteen. I, I'd like for as much as we're whinging about it, Matt Ryan has been playing brilliantly, and I think we. we I still no. maintain that we are going to be in the best era of co- overall quarterback play. Well, we heard um, Peter King on the Talk Sports Show last week 
he was speaking to Max Whittle out in Foxborough and he said uh, Max asked him is this the best is this your favourite time to cover football and Peter King said yeah it's the best period of football he's ever had because the quarterbacking play and the overall play is just such on such a high level alright the rule changes have helped that but we ha- we're so lucky to have so many co- good quarterbacks uh, uh, yeah I'm, I'm loving the quarterbacks at the moment alright you get some duds but you, you'll, you'll get that in any any league of any sport around the world I think when people look back to previous eras they overrate the quarterback position I think if you've been ever if you've ever had more than three four five top tier quarterbacks I think you've been lucky and right now I think you've got 12 maybe which is, which is amazing right let's move on to the late games Chargers at Raiders our game so the Dem Los Angeles Chargers five wins in a row six and two very much moving into that for me third position in the AFC behind the Chiefs behind the Patriots and with every chance to overtake the Chiefs if, if you know, the rest of the season could easily break in their direction they have a series of absolute cupcakes coming up in the next few weeks including going to Oakland which we're at home to the Broncos which we're at they're going to get Bosa back in a couple of weeks time as well maybe for that Broncos game Legitimately, I couldn't be more excited to see this Chargers team in the postseason. Philip Rivers, you were talking about Peter King on TalkSport the other day. Philip Rivers was on the Peter King podcast this past week talking about, you know, he went to the AFC Championship game, played through a torn ACL in that game, lost to the Patriots, but everyone said to him at the time, it's fine, you'll be back, you'll get more opportunities. He's never been back again. This is the year the Chargers could go deep in the playoffs. And finally, after three years of us going, I really like the Chargers this year, we're doing it at the right time. Love them Chargers. I think they're going to go and, unfortunately for the Raiders fans in this group, are going to hammer them. I mean, you're he- we've been hedging our bets with the Chargers and finally it's, being, it's paying off. Uh, I love the Chargers. Their defence is actually a really underrated unit. Mel- led by Melvin Ingram, who is one of my favourite players in the, in the league. Um, what I'd like to see this week, we talked about them maybe rotating more um, interesting blitz looks and stuff like that when we talked to Derwin James. I'd like to see them do more of that this week. They have relied on the quality of their pass rush too much recently. I think when they go up against better teams, they're going to have to do more up front. I mean, maybe they don't do it against the Raiders because against that pair of tackles, they probably don't need to, but I would like to see them... I'd like to see them bring Derwin James out of the backfield and get some of them sacks. I mean, we could go and talk to Derwin James after the game, and it'll be the third time we talk to him in a month. I think he'd love it as well. It will really surprise him. Um, I, I, you know, I bang on about it every week. I, I really dislike the way the Raiders are playing and who's in charge of them, and I hope they get smashed. I, honestly, 30, 40 points would make me happy legitimately. Yeah, 100%. Next, Seahawks-Rams. What a game. What a game this is. Oh. Did we just get a Seahawks chant behind us? Yeah, disgraceful. Disgusting, in fact. No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> You're wearing shorts, Nick. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing out here. What is your problem? I completely forgot that we agreed to go on a tour, which would take in CenturyLink Field. So there'd be so many Seahawks fans here. Oh, Ollie, it's devastating. It's really upsetting. Uh, the Rams. I might wear my 49ers jersey on Thursday just for the game. Just do it. Just do it. The Ram- that doesn't work too well in audio, but I just gave the fingers to the Rams. The Rams. Oregon are on the charge here, by the way. They're up to the 30-yard line. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? They could pull it to within 10. 
Just saying. Uh, there's, there's a chance. Laundry all over the field, of uh, course look, there the, is. Uh, the Rams are so much fun to watch. Todd Gurley is in... He must be in the conversation for MVP, MVP because of the way he's playing. And As he's Jared Goff. He's pretty opinion. much on his own, along with Sean McVay, uh, won <laughs> that game against Green Bay. Uh, it's all about momentum at this point in the season, and they've got a lot of momentum. And week on week, they want to carry that through. The Seahawks... They won last week. It was against the poor Lions team. I, 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 they're going up against a really, really... They didn't win last week. That was two weeks ago. They lost to the Chargers last week. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, yeah. But they, could, but they could They could have won that game. They could have won they that game. They had opportunities late, but they weren't the better team. The Chargers' offense really took its foot off the gas in the second half. But that's the, that, I don't want to put down a Seahawks defense who, despite losing... Absolutely everyone bar the linebackers has still managed to put in performances. Yeah, they are. And Pete Carroll, a man that we don't give probably enough love to, deserves a shout for how well he's been playing. Oh, I saw Oregon State now after I've seen the way that man dances. <laughs> oh, that's With great. Nachos in one hand, he's got hot dogs in the other hand, and he is having the best time. He's definitely a former player as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, look at the size of that neck. Look at him moving. There's no way. Oh, what a guy. Get him on camera. This Get guy. this man on camera now. Wait for it. Oh, I just... Oh, time yeah. out. Yeah. The yeah. Out as well. The twerk felt like a step too far. I'm not going to lie. The twerk definitely felt like a step too far. That was superb. What that a man. Was, that was great. Go, uh, I somebody go and shake his hand. We can't because... The mic lead isn't long enough, but he deserves it. Uh, I don't know where that hand's been, but he deserves to have it shaken either way. Uh, you should go and tell the uh, Seahawks fan down there that we've been giving him some love to his team. I think that the... Uh, well, this game, they, these two teams always run each other close, regardless of the, of the way they've been playing in the season so far. I remember the Rams shot the Seahawks a couple of years ago when the Rams were dreadful. The Seahawks were on the ascendancy, but the Rams... It is a, a really... Yeah, that game in St. Louis where they ran all those... Uh, the special teams plays. There was that yeah. one. There was the first they, year when they moved to Los Angeles. It's always a really, really tough game to call. I think the Rams just about do it, but it'll be within three or four points I'm not going to lie I'm going to have game pass open in the press box whilst watching Chargers Raiders also watching this game because it's going to be great yeah <laughs> what's, uh, what's next Holly what else have we, haven't we talked about yet it's got very quiet in here I think it's because they're on the charge oh yeah I, fit, I remember what game we still haven't talked about the game that Sherry and Clancy and Josh and everyone else who else is on the tour I mean, we've, I've missed someone Liam Blackburn the game that they're at was it Saints Bengals it's Dolphins and no, we talked about Saints Bengals, did we? It's Dolphins in Green Bay to oh, face yeah. the Packers. Sorry, yeah. Right, so the Packers coming off back-to-back losses in games that they could have won against teams coaching-wise who are much better than them. Talent-wise are probably a little better than them. At least one of them is. This is the ultimate, you know, get-healthy game. Facing a Dolphins team who, after that 3-0 start, really haven't looked like a particularly good team. Uh, the Dolphins flattered to deceive massively. Um, uh, Green Bay, they've, they've, uh, be, they've played probably the t- two out of the three best teams in the NFL right now. Uh, they have to win this game. The Dolphins, let's not forget, won last week against the Jets, but they've never looked more game, anemic though. on offense in a yeah. win. I like That was one of the ugliest games of football I think I have ever seen in my life. Third down, shot down this side. That's a great grab, but did he go down? No. no. 
So it's, oh, I thought he had that then. I thought that was a great grab. So it's going to be another kick. It's just going to be a 14-point game if this goes through. Uh, I love that people don't care about this at all, but I'm still going to do it. Um, I'm taking the Packers in a blowout at home. Yeah, I, I hope that happens. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, Sunday night football. We're not there doing talk sport. Ollie Wilson and Greg Brady will have it for you. And um, I'm kind of pleased because... This isn't the game I wanted when I saw these two teams were going to be going head-to-head in Sunday Night Football at the start of the season. I feel like going in hard on the Cowboys again, it'll be harsh, because I did it pretty badly earlier in the week. But you've got two teams trending in very different directions. One who, obviously, are the reigning Super Bowl champions. One who, despite having the second most Super Bowl victories uh, tied alongside the 49ers, haven't won it in 23 years, have looked generally pretty awful throughout most of that stretch need a top to bottom reorganisation if the Eagles don't win this game it's going to have meant that they have done something special in the last seven days yeah I'd be astounded if the Eagles don't win this uh, what's helping the Eagles offence is there's no Sean Lee of course again he's always seems to be out at one every, every three games at least um, I think the Eagles will will trounce the, the Cowboys actually it'll be a big statement win and to go probably level with the um, with the Washington football top, uh, football club and then to usurp them in the coming weeks and I think the Eagles are going to the playoffs yeah 100% right uh, well it's just Monday Night Football's talk right now in San Francisco at Levi Stadium Giants 49ers it's not a great matchup Nick Mullins, future Hall of Famer, under centre for uh, the 49ers. Are you going to get his jersey? Uh, against Eli Manning. No, I'm going to get a George Kittle jersey if I can find one big enough. Uh, or a DeForest Buckner if I can't find a George Kittle one. Uh, I mean, you should I, be able to find a big enough one. Look, I fully expect the 49ers to beat them. But I'll be almost a little bit disappointed that we're going to go on to three wins for the season. Yeah. Because I really want I really want Nick Bosa at this point now for some edge rush. But the 49ers are going to be picking high. The Giants are going to be picking even higher if they don't take a quarterback this time they're idiots and uh, we can talk more about this game on Tuesday after we've been there yeah 49ers for me I think that the Giants coaching staff don't have what it takes to figure out Nick Mullins so I'm I'm definitely going to take the the 49ers brilliant stuff Um, are they they going for it I can't why is the lighting changed in here is that is that turnover why was that turnover oh turnover and downs Oh, right, they went for a fourth down. Sorry. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't realise that. I didn't realise they'd gone for a fourth. Probably the right decision. Uh, as, uh, By the Bryce way, Love, Bryce Love looks really through. good. The Stanford Cardinals, uh, Cardinal running back, uh, he'll go definitely in the first round. Heisman some Trophy candidate last yeah, year. Some Hasn't had as good a season this season. Some people have got him as the number three running back, others number two. He looks really, really good. Breaks tackles, finds the edge well. He's good north to south as well. I like him. He's playing a pretty bad football team, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, Ollie, that's kind of wraps us up. I'm glad we managed to do this while we were outside in the cold, and hopefully people will listen to it on Sunday morning before the games. Technically, it's our first ever live podcast. <laughs> with the audience of three behind us. Well, with the audience of 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking that. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, otherwise, thank you very much for listening. We'll head to Warren from uh, redzonesports.bet for the latest odds. But, Ollie, firstly, any final thoughts? No, I'm going to go and raid the uh, Stanford Cardinal shop again. Well, I'm, I'm going to head up back to the press box and drink lots of free hot drinks. Let's do that. See you later. So, with a slight change of scenery... 
you may have noticed that we're not recording this in an airport or on a bus or wherever me and Ollie end up doing this uh, this podcast this week. Let's get the odds for the televised games this weekend with our friends at redzonesports.bet. Uh, was a kicking things off with the early game, which is a tasty one. The Saints have taken that unbeaten streak from the Rams, but the Bengals haven't been an easy place to go this season. Yep, first of all, I'd like to give myself a pat on the back for uh, picking the Saints to win the game uh, last week. Um, yeah, I, look, I think this, you know, if you think, oh, I've got messages going off on my phone, can you hear that? Um, I've got um, I, I, I've got this as a potential trap game for the Saints, to be quite honest with you. They're going to be looking forward to the Eagles next week. You know, they're coming off an impressive streak, beating the Ravens, the Vikings, and now the Rams. So, you know, that, this game... Um, this has all the the, the the hallmark of a trap game. Now, I think the Saints are probably going to win, but the line is five points. So I would be backing the Bengals, even without AJ Green, because that comes into it with the uh, the, the points. I'd be backing the uh, Cincinnati Bengals plus five points at home. Uh, I think the, the Saints will win, but they'll win by field goal or less. Uh, turning our attention then to uh, the evening kickoff, I, I love this game. It's not the game I'm at, which or me and Ollie and the, the crew are at. Uh, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm surprised they're not showing the Oakland Raiders on TV again after what they did on Thursday Night Football last week. But Seahawks at Rams because Seattle have kind of made themselves relevant since coming to London. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you know. Um, I think we said this last year, when, last year, last week when we picked up uh, that, the, that the Saints might beat the Rams. That I think that the Rams defense, which is you know much talked about, it, it, they're a little bit they're, they're flat track bullies. You know, Marcus Peters is becoming a little bit of a liability each week, and their linebackers are struggling against the run. Um, you know, Goff and Gurley seem unstoppable, and I, and I think that's going to continue this week. But you know, Seattle they should have won the game against the Chargers right at the end. There, they were knocking on the door. Wilson's you know he's just brilliant, isn't he? The ultimate competitor, and and as long as he's on the pitch. And, and I think what you've got to bear in mind, since Russell Wilson joined the Seahawks in 2012, they've lost only three games out of 116 by more than 10 points. I'm telling you now, back Seattle plus 10. Ooh, here we go. Uh, so Seattle plus 10. Uh, we've then got, in the evening game, this one's live on Talk Sport. Uh, me and Ollie will be doing updates from where we are into it. Ollie Wilson will have the comms. But Cowboys at Eagles. The Cowboys are an absolute shambles right now. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, Oakland had the worst performance of the week last last week, and I think you know the Cowboys weren't far behind, were they? You know, it, it, they, they were shambles. Uh, their offensive line is struggling. Prescott seems to have no sort of awareness where the pressure is coming from. Um, but on the flip side, the Dallas defense is playing well, and they tend to perform better at home. Uh, and and they and they struggle against mobile quarterbacks like Newton, Mariota, and Smith. But you know. Uh, is is Wentz who's still coming back from his injury as that mobile now so I, I think they might still be able to make a closer game about it you know we're going to be excited to see how Golden Tate does um, for the offence and uh, is he going to add to Dallas's headache but um, I think if the Titans get five sacks against uh, the Cowboys Philly's front should harass Prescott all night so I'm going to back Philly minus 6.5 which is a high line for me to back because you know I don't like going over sort of 5 normally so yeah but I will back Philly minus 6.5 I'm taking it I'm with you all the way and then Monday Night Football is a game that we're going to be at Nick Mullins against Eli Manning might not sound like prime time but as we've said several times this season games where two teams both aren't particularly good 
have thrown up some great games this year. So it's the Giants in San Francisco to face the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Yeah, first of all, you're a 49ers fan, so you're you're obviously talking this up, and you're going to the game. I think this is something you know. I'm gonna, I probably will do because we'll have we'll have action on it. But um, I, I, I'm going to struggle to stay up through the early hours to watch this one. I've got to be honest. You know, um, Giants. You know, they're a team with so much talent, but yet it's not clicking. Is it the coaching? Is the coaching bad? You know, I don't know. I, I think both teams that they're. They're pretty evenly matched, even with Mullins as quarterback. So, what I would do is give San Francisco the edge with Carl Shanahan uh, over Pat Shermer. Uh, I think probably, even though they're evenly matched, I do think uh, Giants have got the more outstanding talent around the pitch. But I think that balances up, as I said. Uh, Niners should be feeling feeling pretty good after you know winning last week, and I, I, I'm going to back them. I'm very worried about it, but I'm going to back them to San Francisco to win by three points or more. Um, I think the thing to look out for is the battle between Beckham Jr. and Sherman. Um, Sherman looks like he's, he's fading a little bit. Um, Odo Beckham Jr., I think that's, that's perhaps worth your admission ticket alone there, Will. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, <laughs> Warren, brilliant stuff as always. Um, anything else we need to let people know about for this weekend? Uh, not for this weekend. We've got. We're if you're one of our clients, we're we're, we're throwing as usual the, the biggest and, and best Thanksgiving party this year. So um, look out for that if you're a Red Zone client. We're changing our name. We should should know in the next few weeks. So we're going from Red Zone Sports Bet to Red Zone Bet, just so it helps me with my spelling and my emails. Uh, but yeah, all all good. So um, nothing special to tell you about apart from that. Brilliant stuff, Warren. As always, full terms and conditions at redzonesports.bet, over 18s only, and please gamble responsibly. Hazel Irvin here, and I'm at Mammoth Insurance in Leeds, where Kate has arranged an office chair race to fundraise for sport relief. And these riders have got their kit on. They are rearing to go. And they're off, taking an early lead and smashing injustice right out of the park. It's Daphne from Accounting, riding the spreadsheet demon chair. Up comes Nina from HR on Beat Me and You're Fired, closely followed by Mark from Marketing on the 9 to 5 chair. Even Javid from Health and Safety's at it, weaving his clipboard like crazy. Go easy there, Javid. We don't want any injuries, fella. And from nowhere, it's Jenny on El Chero Loco, rolling right over poverty to cross the line first. And the crowd goes loco. Unbelievable. You can help change the world too. Just get your exclusive Sport Relief merchandise at Janeiro Sainsbury's. Sport Relief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast.